The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Well, hello guys. Welcome back to another episode with The Conscious Combo. I'm here today with Monique Carmella and I'm, I've been excited to talk to Monique. We've been trying to set this up for a while, haven't we? And it's just definitely divine timing. I'm excited to talk to you today and I love that you're actually in a tent in nature. It's beautiful to see. And I'm excited for people to get to know you and about your journey and what you do for this world. So hi, Monique. Hello. Thanks for having me. It has been a little while that we've been trying to get on this. So yeah, really exciting. Mm. Yeah, it really is. I'm actually uh, keen to obviously know more about you anyway, but you've just done one of the big festivals in New Zealand, haven't you? Yeah. So we've been traveling around the country really for the last couple of years, but yeah, the summer season, this is our just been our fifth festival in Z Spirit. Um, so yeah, just hanging out here for a few more days, integrating everything because as you may know, when you go to these big conscious events, there's so much that gets stirred up and brought to the surface. And so it's really nice to be in nature and just getting to integrate all of the experiences. It's beautiful. So what kind of things do you do at the festival? What, what, what does your work involve? Yeah, so it's it's very intuitive and there's definitely lots of elements. I tend to focus on the breathwork side of things with the uh, festivals and the different workshops that we run, but there's always a different element and theme and intuitively guiding that journey of what the group needs in that space. So tuning into each individual and just guiding from the heart. Yeah, it's beautiful work. I love, I love that we get to do this work for others. It just... It makes our heart warm, doesn't it? Like that we get to actually do that for the people. Yeah. And it's been really amazing because as you probably know, the the journey for ourselves never ends. And so we're always going through our own stuff. But I find when I enter those spaces to guide someone else, it's like my stuff is really left at the door and I'm just this vessel and just so present and so connected to each individual um, and also the collective and it's just such a really powerful space and it is so humbling and so heartwarming to be so deeply in that journey with other people to feel what they're feeling and to guide them and support them um often when i like pop a hand on someone or i'm supporting them in their space in their journey i actually feel the emotion and i feel that deep connection that oneness that we all are and it's such a beautiful experience so definitely we're so blessed so lucky yeah that's I think the the key that the key thing I teach with a lot of clients is self-awareness because you know what you're feeling in them you know that is again self-awareness of how how interconnected we are you know mm. in a sense of like we don't realize how connected we all are really we're mm. made up of all the same things we come from the same place we return to the same place we're on earth together we all share hearts we all share lungs we mm. all show, show everything you know and that just help people to connect in that way is beautiful and I think that's what's needed right now isn't it that you know sacred sacred connection and you know I was talking to Neil Donald Walsh a few weeks ago he's one of my spiritual teachers and he was talking about how all this technology is great 
I can talk to you now on Zoom and talk to other people on video, but we're so disconnected with self. So to be able to help someone to connect to self is it's the greatest gift you can give them. It really is. And yeah, there was um, Bruce Lipton was at the festival, which was really awesome getting to hear him speak. And he put it in a really amazing way of like, yes, we have our own unique experience and we're, we're our own unique being. But at the same time, we're also almost like a cell of this larger organism called humanity. And we're actually all in this together as if we were all in the same body. These just different cells moving along the journey, supporting each other. But along the way, we've kind of forgotten that and started to attack one another and attack ourselves. Um, and it was like, well, this is kind of what autoimmune disease is. And I feel like a lot of us are now on this journey of awakening and first coming home to self, remembering who we are. And then when we do, we're helping each other to remember who we are and we're actually coming into synchronicity again. And um, doesn't mean that you necessarily connect or enjoy the presence of every single being, but you are really honoring each being's journey and knowing that if you don't align with that being, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're, tr you're honoring your authenticity, honoring your path and you're synchronistically really guided to those who you are meant to be in interaction with, but also knowing that we're all valid. We're all worthy. We all deserve to have our own unique experience. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. I, I do love Bruce. I haven't really, I haven't looked into his work a lot. He's not mm. been a teacher as such in my life yet. Actually, yeah. I'm going watching Eckhart tonight in Auckland. So that's going to be really exciting because mm. he's been a big, big uh, person on my journey uh, as Wayne Dyer has. But yeah, me and my husband are really looking forward to watching Eckhart just because he, when I think about like, like I, I watch, uh, I watch videos of Eckhart and I think nothing phases him. Like he, he's way past curing like the ego is just completely not even in his like vicinity anymore he's he's completely just not bothered he's just like as mm. in like he's so connected to self and I was my husband and I were talking about like I wonder if anything does affect him I wonder if he does get annoyed or his ego is tested like mm. I don't know I just just the way he is like what really what, what really I, I took this huge experience from Eckhart from watching a video from him and because I do a lot of speaking and I want to be on stage, like Bruce has just done, that's one of my goals is to be on stage talking to people and make people feel well, you know, welcoming and being in that group. And I remember Eckhart coming on stage and, you know, it, it's in our nature to get on stage and be like, blah, 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 blah. Cause we're like, I'm such a talker. And I think nerves can get the better of us. And, but once we start to let go of the fear and we start to really connect to ourselves and become good, become independent of the good opinion of others, we got on stage and I remember Eckhart coming on stage and he just, he comes in and he sits down and he does this big, deep breath. And he sits there for about five minutes. And I was like, oh my God, he just sat. Because in that silence, that's the uncomfortable, isn't it? Like sometimes on the podcast, I've noticed it because, you know, my journey for over three years on the podcast, I've noticed how I've took more, I'm kind of taking more steps in the silence, in the gaps, in the, mm. and I think like, it doesn't matter. Like when, so when he comes on the, the power of that silence, the power of just being in that moment of, he's just sat on stage and everyone's like kind of waiting for him to speak and he doesn't. And, and it, people start crying. People start getting really like emotional and that it really hit me out. Even I'm on TV, on YouTube watching them. I'm like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> intense. 
So yeah. it, it really hit me that day and I thought, I can't wait to watch him tonight. Like, I just think he's going to really impact whatever he talks about tonight. But it's it's in that, sometimes it isn't about the words, is it? It's not even about what we say. It's about the feeling in that moment. And that's why mm-hmm. I think, like, you can see how you grow, you know, with other people as well, because, you know, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. We're not perfect. We, we, you know, we can be on a podcast and screw up. We can be on stage and screw up and it doesn't matter. And I think mm-hmm. that's the whole point of like, not, not giving a shit really about what, yeah, what anyone's yeah. saying. Or So I think that's definitely a message coming through for me today is just about like, just, yeah, just like, doesn't matter. Does it? It, it just does not matter what anyone says mm-hmm. really. It's about how you feel in yourself and how you see yourself. Mm, I love that you bring that up because there's like all these things just pinging about now. Um, But yeah, I really resonate with that because one thing is like when we do screw up and we keep going, we actually let others know that, you know what, we all screw up and it's actually okay and it's how we learn. It doesn't mean that we are a screw up. It means that we did something that actually gave us the opportunity to learn and grow and keep going and getting stronger and stronger. And then like saying, like, I really resonate with that silence because there is this kind of feeling of like, you've got to have an answer like this, go, go, go. Like there's no space to actually slow down and tune into what you want to say or share, or especially if someone asks you of something, like they want something from you and we feel like we don't even have the space or it's not okay for us to take time and feel into our answer. We tend to be the yes man or we want to say no to everything and we have different ways of kind of coping and protecting which will depend what we kind of go to, whether we're just saying yes and overgiving and overgiving or we're saying no all the time and secluding and keeping ourselves away from everyone. And it's really fascinating that not a lot of us feel okay to take the time to actually be like, let me sit with this. And it's been a massive part of my journey because I'm not sure if I had mentioned to you already, but for years and years, I was pretty much mute and I was so afraid to speak because I didn't want to get it wrong. I was afraid what people would think. You can't take it back once it's out. And I would like rehearse what I was going to say in my head. But when the opportunity came up to speak, I would completely choke up and my freeze response would kick in and I literally could not get words out. And I, so I would smile and I would hide behind the smile so people thought, oh, she's just shy, it's okay. But really I was having these deep panic and anxiety attacks inside. And then over time doing the work that I do, which is why I'm so passionate about it, is I did find my voice. And what was funny is it went into feeling like I had to respond so fast to go the other way of like well if I don't say anything I'll be judged so now I'm trying to like say things super fast and get it out and be on point and aim for that perfectionism which doesn't actually exist and then it's been a real journey of finding that balance of actually taking time in silence and being with any discomfort of being in silence but also tuning into when I'm speaking and what's coming through where it's coming from what message I want to get across but it's been such a journey. <laughs> yeah. While you're talking, actually, a quote, because I always quote Wayne Dyer. It's so funny. Like, you listen to my podcast, people just laugh because I'm just constantly, he's on my wall here. He's my spiritual teacher. And there's a, there's a quote about men being silent. Uh, and it, it was coming in my head and I can't remember it. And it's a quote and it was, uh, I'll try and find it. 
I think it's more around. Let me try and find this. This is where this this where we're gonna go silent now because I want to be able to find this, and mm. it's okay because that's what I was ta- talking to Neil about the other week. Is like on the podcast, I'll get this inspiration to look at something or Google something, and I feel like oh, I need to be quick because people will be wo- judging me. Like, what's she doing? I'm I'm driving my car and I'm trying to listen to this podcast, and I was just like, I'm really not bothered because I'm finding you an amazing quote at the moment. Mm. So. <laughs> Yeah, and it's even giving the listeners an invitation to take silence now as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to try and find it or I can put it in the show notes, but it was about a mat, about mat, men sitting in a room of silence is probably the hardest thing for them to do. Uh, mm. You know, it's, but again, that speaks for all of us, as in like, like you just, you just said then exactly being silent with ourselves that includes like meditation switching off from the outer world going Mm. to our inner world our Mm -hmm. inner world invites silence it invites quietness you know because the soul wants that for you like Mm. there's this busyness all the time you know there's adverts there's there's like radio there's music there's people talking there's traffic there's and that's why getting in nature nature's got a lot of silence and answers like it's just yeah and that that's I think as you get more more awake more connected you want quietness like for me now where I'm living here in New Zealand we're renting at the moment so we're on like quite we're on a, a busy road which is fine for now but I know in my heart my desire is to live out where at night we don't really hear much apart from nature and the bees mm. and the birds and because that is a desire for me because of that what just just getting quiet the quietness it it's it's definitely a, a, what's the word it's like it's a yearning because I always think as well like go back to when we we're in our mother's wombs you know yeah. all we all we we're in a we're in a load of water and all we can hear is a heartbeat and a heartbeat's very nurturing you know we might hear mumbling you know outside the mm-hmm. outside the tummy but really we're in a silent state aren't we just growing and allowing ourselves to grow into this beautiful human and I think that's kind of like that's there's a resonance of that you know if our soul wants that quietness to go into that little womb and curl up Mm. and it's beautiful really yeah and I'm noticing a rise in that like people wanting to get out of cities and just have that peace have that quietness but I think there's also like a lot of conditioning and stuff that comes up in that transition which can be so uncomfortable which can cause us to stay in what we know which is the loud the busy because that's how we stay distracted from the pain and the discomfort and the busy mind because even though it's so busy out there it actually distracts us from the internal busyness which is actually the pathway to the quietness and I really loved um, a friend of mine who ran a workshop here at NZ Spirit was talking about human design and meditation. And she was like, what if we just remove the word meditation because people have a lot of ideas around what meditation is and I've got to like be silent and be like the Buddha or like the monk. Or, and it feels like so far away that what if meditation was literally just chilling out? And yeah. what if it was just listening to whatever's going on inside so you don't have to shut your mind up you don't have to stop all the chatter and the things just hold space for it and actually let yourself be with it which I really resonated which brings me back to what you're mentioning around like the ego with Eckhart Tolle it was like I had a really powerful experience with my own ego journey of there's like this 
internal conflict that's going on and a lot of the time we step onto the spiritual journey and we want to get rid of this ego and we wrong it we shame it we push it away but on my journey i realize that it's actually for me like this inner child that's just trying to get my attention and it's a protection and it's usually an inner child that's stuck in the past that's trying to protect you from that space that you were at as a child when you weren't in a space to really protect effectively you just did what you could to survive in that moment and then we're going ahead and wronging and shaming this part of ourselves that's actually hurting and wounded and just wants to be seen and heard and expressed and held and then it's actually just it's all amplifying and becoming an even bigger storm and so for me there was this one time where I got really triggered in an experience with with someone um, and it just started to spiral and I got stuck in this thought pattern, this loop, and it was causing so much inner turmoil and pain and suffering and I was trying to like get out of it. I was really resisting it and then the message came through of like, actually, I need to be with this. And so I spoke from one part of myself to my ego self of like, you know what, if this is what you need to do to go through this process, that's okay. I'm here with you now. I'm here with you as you go through it. I'm here with you as long as you need to do this. And when you're done, I'm still going to be here. And I just sat with it and I let my mind just go and go. And it looped for about two hours and then it just started to settle. And it was like this self-soothing feeling of like integration and like, oh, I'm completing that cycle now. But while I was resisting that cycle, it was just going to play on loop again and again and again. And so that's Another thing that I work with now is like rather than pushing things away is how can we embrace it all? How can we love it more? How can we support ourselves more and hold space for ourselves? And then in doing that, we can actually hold space and support others as well, especially our loved ones because a big part of my journey and I know of many of my clients' journeys is the overgiving and the people pleaser. And we just give, give, give. But if you are not giving to yourself, if you are not receiving you run out pretty fast, which leads to resentment, which leads to disease. Um, I really love the quote, resentment is like taking poison and waiting for the other person to die <laughs> because yeah. that's really what it feels like. Yeah. I love what you said there because that, again, goes back to self-awareness of, you know, if if and when I'm triggered, which is definitely a lot less now, it's not as much as it used to be. It's more of a my internal dialogue is okay I'm allowing myself to be triggered now and I need to sit with this and understand what it's trying to say and I kind of go through down those two roads of what is the ego saying and what's my higher self saying and you can just just tell the difference between the two one's trying to keep you safe and one's trying to help you to expand so it's kind of like when you start to have that awareness and that's what I teach my clients that once you have that awareness in yourself your life becomes you know calmer and quieter and you know happier and just it's like it's like you it's like your whole it, you it's like as though you felt like there's a void and when you realize that the ego and the higher self it's all it's all a whole it's like you just said this whole death of the ego it's like no 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 we don't want we don't want to do that mm. it's a part of us for a reason you know why why everything has a purpose everything in this life ha- we have purpose in everything if mm. if God didn't want us to have ego, he would have sent us down like angels, just been like, go and be angels. But mm. no, he he you know, we came to earth with this duality, and that's what life is. It's a duality of up, down, left, right, right, wrong, fear, mm. love, ego, high self. So when we combine the two, it's like you said, it's just our survival instinct. And obviously the science behind it, there's my husband talked about that because he's the spiritual scientist. 
you know the ego is definitely evolved with time it's it's, it's more about our survival you know it's it's to keep us alive it's what that's what it's there for but when we yeah. when now we attach it to other things like people's opinions how, how much we earn what people mm. think of us things like that so when we can separate the two and sit with it like you said have a conversation with sides it's like compassion for yourself isn't it there's nothing wrong with but if you don't like you said you can sit in that loop for days and it just you can replay the scenario I should have said this should have said that why did I do this Stupid. and you sit in this anxiety and it just and you think when you come out of it oh look all that time I just sat wasting just like again yeah. feeling sorry for myself feeling like I'm a victim when you're actually not so it's yeah but also having that compassion for you that it is like sometimes we dip and we just rise again sometimes we dip mm. and we rise again and it's just having that self-compassion too that we're all doing this together like when I'm triggered I'll share it with my social media and my clients because that's part of the expansion of I'm going through this too you know mm. and my triggers can be like small a lot of them can be like with relationships I'm, I'm a new stepmom so sometimes my triggers are with the kids and that's part of growth yeah as you move through life too different triggers will come up I'm sure when I have my own children, I'll have triggers of, of my own, you know. So it's definitely having that self-compassion with your journey and knowing that there's people going through it as well and reach out for the help that you need. Yeah. And children are pretty magical in finding our soft spots and our wounded spots and bringing that to the surface. They're really, really magical beings. And I've got a, a two-year-old and he triggers me all the time. And he, it's really... For me, triggers is just the revel, like the revealing of what is unresolved, what is unhealed, what is unintegrated, to bring it up so that we can do something about it, so that we can reclaim more of our power and our authenticity. But without the triggers, we wouldn't know what's unhealed because that's how we figure out, like, oh, there's something here. Let me tune into that. And the more we practice it, the easier it gets. Like that experience where I let myself go through the loop it's different for me. I wasn't dwelling in it. I wasn't being controlled by it, but I was holding space for it with what you said before, where you can get stuck in it for days and days and think, what could I have done? Or what should I have done? That's when we're really like stuck in a loop and it's kind of taken power over us and we're dwelling. And sometimes we're, we can be dwelling in different emotions and not really fully feeling them. There's still a resistance that creates the lingering effect. But when we actually acknowledge, hey, there's something here for me, what do I need to support myself through this? How can I hold space? How can I have more compassion? That's when it starts to complete the loop um, and that trauma cycle or that stress cycle starts to complete. And then it doesn't have as much power over us anymore so the triggers aren't so intense or so often anymore like just like you said and it's the same for me like I can get triggered as well and I'm very transparent about when I'm getting triggered and what's coming up for me because I think it really helps other people know that it's actually okay to have these experiences we're not here to put ourselves up on a pedestal like hey we've got it all figured out now we're going to show you how to figure it all out no the healing journey is continuous and like you said there's always going to be another layer and another level of healing and expansion and i believe there does come a time where you could be like a cut and just be like really embodied in your space and i think the ego is always there 
but it just has a lot less power over you where it becomes a messenger and we all still want protection and to feel safe and to have boundaries but when that becomes just a natural thing for you when it becomes normal because for so long boundaries weren't okay or otherwise it just makes you mean or rude or all the different stories that come along with setting boundaries actually when they become normal and natural we don't need to have a lot of those internal battles around if I set this boundary, what does it mean about me? What are they going to think of me? We just hold our, our authenticity and hold ourselves of like, this is who I am and you're either going to like it or not and either way it's okay. We're not going to resonate with every single being but we will resonate with who we're divinely meant to be in that space and we just continue to evolve and our resonance shifts and changes as we go yeah I, I, I agree with everything you say like it's it's just what I teach and what I, what is beautiful for people to understand and once they start to get it and you see that they're getting it and they do their inner work and they message you and they're like oh you know I've just connected these dots and I'm like oh this mm. gives me so much happiness and they feel better and they feel more in control of their own emotions and you know how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way especially like from like you think of a child's point of view they feel everything don't they they feel deeply uh, they may not understand it as much as you do as an adult but then again we're still just these little children in adults bodies you know we still want to be mm-hmm. seen heard, loved and I think that's the beauty of it is that we never actually grow up <laughs> you know we're, we're just these little kids and that's why inner child stuff's great for me like I love watching Disney I'm such a Disney fanatic I love playing games I'm such a little kid in that sense you know, I can go into Disneyland and I'll cry with it with with like a child, like with excitement and joy. And I love that part of me. I'll I'll never let that part of me go because that's always been there with me. And that wonder and joy, like bringing that wonder and joy of life back into like how a kid would see the world. You know, you can tap into that so easily. There's something that I wanted to touch on as well, because uh, when I spoke to Neil Donald Walsh, he really he touches my soul in so many ways. And we were talking about different, you know, why we're here and what's the point and all this kind of stuff. And he asked me what I think. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really have an opinion because I try and stay open to to possibilities. And, you know, as Wayne says, have a mind open to everything attached to nothing. So I kind of try and have that. And Neil basically said, well, let me try and help you form an opinion. So I was like, oh, okay." So he gives me this three minute beautiful like speech. I like got emotional. I just it spoke. He spoke directly to my heart. And since he said it, I've been like thinking more about it. So so since speaking to Neil, it's made me think, like it's made me go, oh, well, you're questioning different things. So I think I want to kind of ask others about it too, because it's there's no right or wrong. It's just, I'm very intrigued to get other people's kind of take on it. So I'm trained under Dolores Cannon, QHHT. And Dolores says, you know, we come to, to earth as an earth school and we learn and we learn lessons. And, and, you know, part of me agrees with that. I think it's beautiful. We learn and we grow. Neil, on the other hand, doesn't not agree with that. He just says we come here to experience. Now, experience compared to a lesson is softer. And I was like, oh, that, that kind of makes sense because I was chatting to a client who had a hypnosis session yesterday, actually, and we were talking about when you think of a lesson, it's like a constant loop of like, learn the lesson, learn the lesson. And do you fully ever learn the lesson? So there's kind of like, mm. hmm, do you? So, because if you don't, you're supposed to come back to earth and that can be really kind of like heavy for people, especially mm. if they don't want to be here in the first place. But I think Neil really put it beautifully about, you know, 
it's like I can never do it justice I won't even try and repeat what he said because it was just so beautiful but really what he was trying to say was that we, we we come here to experience being a human and if we can just trust why we're here because like he said he mentioned a tree uh, you know does does the tree question itself when it's from the seed growing into the tree it's like it's the same as us why do we question who we are why do we question why we're here why do we question it all and I was like, he's got a point here. Like there's just this big emphasis at the moment about finding purpose, living with meaning. And it's all amazing, but also it can become like a, a you know, like a cat and mouse. Like it's a, like you're chasing something all the time where if you can just be, as Eckhart says, the power of now, just in the now of you're here to be Monique. I'm here to mm. be Pippa. And it's just, there's no, you know, it's experience and everything. So when we kind of go through like, uh, loss grief happiness love joy they're all experiences so I you know when he when he said it I was like it's so true because we can also like get caught in when we're triggered or something happens we're looking for the lesson all the time and if we mm. don't find the lesson we're like oh well, what you know and it's can become a bit of an like an addiction to to finding lessons to finding so I, I kind of really I, you know had that my mind opened when I spoke to Neil and mm. I wanted to get your take on on it and, and what you think. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting because I agree with what you've just shared. And for a big part of my journey, I believed the Dolores way of like, we're here to learn and we come back for more lives and just learn and learn and learn. And I also believed that when we don't learn the lesson, we come back or we don't heal the trauma, we come back and um, I did feel that kind of cat and mouse, like that feeling like you're always chasing and you're always trying to achieve something. And then it's like, is it enough? Like, oh, this thing's coming back up. I obviously didn't do it right or I didn't learn enough. It's like, how many layers are there? It's like this feels like this infinity onion, like just peeling back these layers and it's never ending. But I actually found like through my continuous journey, there did come a point where I realized yeah, I am learning and growing and evolving every day. And I love that. Like, I love progress. I love feeling like I'm growing. And I believe in the, the statement of if you're not growing, you're dying kind of thing. Um, but also, more at my core, I believe we're here to experience. I believe at the core, we are a fragment of God, which means we already know all things, which means we're actually here for the experience of learning and growing and evolving and expanding. And I believe there is potentially a time where you complete the journey and maybe you go back and then maybe you decide, oh, I'm going to go for another experience. Um, but I also have that open mind as well of I don't know everything and I don't ever intend to or expect myself to know everything. And so the openness and the humility and the surrender of like, you know what, I'm never going to learn all of the things that I desire to learn but I'm going to keep learning because it actually lights me up and I'm going to also continue to experience and come into the now. And a big thing that breathwork taught me was that when you're in the breathwork, there's a moment that happens where you come from the thinking mind where you're wondering what's going to happen, when's it going to happen, when am I going to, what am I going to feel, what's, and we're in that mind and trying to figure it out and anticipate as a way of protecting. And then this moment happens where you drop into the body and it's like a and you just swoosh and it's almost like a psychedelic experience where you come into the body and you're no longer thinking there might be lingering thoughts but your breath becomes like you're doing the connected breath just naturally without effort 
and you're feeling your different sensations. You're feeling emotions with no idea what the emotions are attached to. You're not buying into the story of why I'm crying or why I'm laughing or why, how did I all of a sudden go from bawling my eyes out to hysterically laughing, to feeling angry, to feeling frustrated, to all of a sudden my body's tremoring and releasing. There's no story attached. You're just in the moment and you don't need to know what you're releasing in order to release it. So then it comes back to what you said around if we don't know what we learned or if did we learn enough of it, it's like, well, our body can heal without our mind knowing exactly what happened. We can release generational trauma without knowing what our ancestors and lineage went through, but we can feel it on a physical level and support the healing of those generations. So I believe, yeah, it's really about the experience and that we're here to experience all that it means to be human, not to get rid of all the shit and just experience the light because at the end of the day, all we are is love, all we are is light. So really I feel like we've come here to experience the polarity. And did you read Neil's children's book? No, I didn't, no. I, I recommend getting that one because I, I got into Neil's work um, a little while ago and it was just like, boom, boom, like all these ahas and I'm like, oh, this is so like nourishing. And so I got the child's version to read to my two-year-old and it simplifies pretty much what we're talking about of like this kind of, I guess, angel or godlike being, like this true essence of who we are, saying, I want to have, I want to know what it's like to experience this thing or to be who I am. It's like, so you want to experience what you already are? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, it's just, he puts it in such a beautiful way. Like what you said, you can't really repeat his words. It's just so. The way he talks, like, oh yeah. my God. Even his voice, like yeah. when he comes on, when he came on the Zoom, I'm like, it just soothes my voice. It just, yeah. the way he explains things and yeah, just, it, it was just beautiful. Like my husband yeah. was listening to it. He's like, oh my God. I said, I know. It's just that, yeah. t- that's, he's so godlike. It, that's why I think it resonates so much because, as you said, we're a piece of God and people find that really hard to grasp, to understand, mm. you know, because we are experiencing being human, you know, yeah. so we are the spiritual being, which is God having this human experience. Yeah. But if we can just trust that our path is laid out for us and we can just, you know, like I always say to my clients, imagine you're driving the car at night and you've got your headlights on. You can only see 200 yards in front of you. That's how we should live life is just keep going, mm. driving, look, look straight ahead. You know, don't look yeah. in the rear mirror. Just keep looking straight ahead because yeah. that's how life is. You know, we've left this little path. And the thing is, when you look in the deeper levels of it, as Neil and I got into a little bit, is that if you completely trust your journey, like trust it to, to a T, you know that the right people will come into your life uh, to stay, to teach, to grow, to whatever. You'll you'll pick up the right book. You'll go into the right store. You'll move mm-hmm. to the right country. You'll pick up the right career. You'll, you know, rescue the right dog. It's like there's no there's no ifs, whats, buts. It's just you just know. It's like it's just a knowing. Now yeah. the ego side of us does bring in the self doubt. What if? Uh, uh, you know, but it's as you said, it gets quieter and quieter and quieter. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think like, you know, I'll have a great few weeks and then the ego will creep in. I'll go, okay, what's the check? So it's like a checkpoint for me. And then mm-hmm. I do the checkpoint and I'm like, okay. You know, and it's it's just like a constant, just a constant check of self, I think. I think that's kind of what how I see it really is just I'm, I'm being not, I don't like saying tested. I don't like to use the word tested. I don't think God tests us. I think it's just a check. How are you doing? 
just slip yeah. that in just see how you're doing and I think that's why we can just trust the journey of you know especially like as Neil if you've watched Neil's movie on YouTube conversation with God movie Chris and I watched it the other week and I was like it just explains it so well how like he was rock bottom homeless living in a tent no job and he just kept getting hit and hit and hit and hit and if we go into another layer which we'll probably talk on another podcast about like you know you do manifest what you need at that moment so like he was rock bottom and he's like saying to God oh my God is this it like what the hell and then God starts talking to him have you had enough yet that's how a conversation with God started, but he knew he needed to be there to get to, you know, to write these books. So when you are in your low moments, you know, how can I word it? It's like, I don't, I don't want to say take responsibility for it. Cause that's like, again, harsh. That's like being an adult to a per, uh, an adult to a child. Yeah. It's, it's it feels just, like where it, your wisdom comes through. Yeah. 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 If, if you're in a low moment right now and you listen to this podcast and you, you, you're in a low a low place how I'm trying to think how Neil would describe it but say it in Pip's words like is just be where you are because it is temporary like it's it's te- everything's temporary your anger your frustration your sadness your loneliness is temporary and things will always get better and it's knowing that where you are right now there's just an experience in it there's an experience of the duality of low and high of of sadness and happiness to know happiness we have to know sadness to know happiness we have to know sadness to know love we need to know fear so it's we have to have a duality to go oh god it's like that whole you don't know what you've got till it's gone to 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 know how much you love someone some people have to lose them it's it's the whole like and that that's the experience of being a human and it, it, it is it can be challenging it can be difficult but i think if you just take if you t- what's the word it's not responsibility it's like if you take power take your power back take your power back and that's in that moment you know mm-hmm. reach out to people who can help who can support you who love you you know who make you feel better who can cheer you up but yeah. know that, that that is a temporary emotion that will move and shift yeah and taking responsibility doesn't mean that it's your fault for what happened to you it's actually acknowledging that you're in a position now to choose what you do next with that experience, whether you allow that experience to continue having power of you or whether you use that experience to empower you to move forward. So it's that's where I think it gets um, tricky because I use the word take responsibility a lot, but it's not from a place of like it's your fault what happened. No, it's up to you now to choose what you do with it because a lot of my traumas and wounds and experiences, good and bad, have shaped me who I am today and it's why I do what I do. So can I really keep blaming and raging and getting angry or blaming other people for what happened and saying they're wrong, they should fix it? Well, it's like they're coming from their wounded space and they didn't have the capacity to act any differently. But that experience that I had has allowed me to step into my power, my truth and support others to do the same. And it's taking our power back from that situation because when you're stuck in a trauma cycle and you're playing out the past or the past is so buried deep and repressed, you don't even remember it, but it's having power over you on a subconscious level where it's like, why do these things keep happening to me? You're probably stuck in that trauma cycle, which means that past experience still has power over you. You're still being traumatized from that initial experience because trauma it's not really the external experience it's what happened inside of you when that experience happened and there was that disconnection from self as a way to protect 
that if we can complete that cycle, that's when you start to take your power back and it does become more resonant that I am a fragment of God. I am God-like. I am powerful. I do have a mission here. I do have purpose and I don't need to chase a purpose. I don't need to figure it all out mentally or egotistically, but I can actually just know that I can trust my process, my path. I've come here for a reason. I deserve to be here. I deserve to enjoy the abundance and the goodness of life. But in order to do that, I also have to be able to lean into the darkness, into the shadows, into the heavy emotions in order to embrace all of life. Mm. Mm. Love that. That's a great way to wrap up a thing. And it's actually 111 on the clock too, which is great. (laughs) I actually do want to get, get you back on for a part two to maybe talk about you know moving into that godlike manifestation you know because like there's I get asked all the time how do I manifest this how do I manifest that I never have enough money I did it and it's just like there's there's another layer to it there's just that yeah trust and and you know analyzing thoughts but watching thoughts always stay in the high vibrational state surrounding yourself with high vibrational people and catching those thoughts of yep. of lack mindset yeah. or you know it's it, it's definitely another topic we can touch on because I think People kind of come to me with that a lot. Yeah, because I do find that when we set the intention for what we want to manifest, it brings up all the opposite in order to heal it, to create space for the thing that you want. So I often talk about in breathwork session, if you're setting your intention to have inner peace, you're probably going to experience any inner turmoil that needs to be healed and integrated in order to get to the peace. But they feel like, oh, it must not have worked because I got all the anxiety and all the things. Same with if it's money and abundance. If you've got scarcity wounds and you set intention for abundance, you've got to go through all the scarcity wounds, which means you might go to the lowest scarcity place ever in yeah. or, that you've ever experienced in order to heal it, integrate it to move into the manifestation of abundance um so yeah it's definitely another layer and another (laughs) deep dive topic so yeah we can leave that one for a a part two (laughs) yeah amazing i've loved chatting to you today where can people find you monique yeah so it's pretty much everything is under my name so my website moniquecarmella.com facebook at moniquecarmella instagram at monique underscore carmella um so yeah pretty easy to find me i've tried to keep it (laughs) the same all around I'll put all those uh, links in the show notes. And you also do an Earthbeat shortly, aren't you, as well, for anyone who's in New Zealand? Yep. So I'll be at Earthbeat and also Shiva Shakti after that. Amazing. I'm trying mm. to get to one, but it's just the timing at the moment isn't right. So I'm just trusting that I'm meant to go and I'm meant to go. Yep, definitely. You'll be yeah. on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. I love chatting to you. Thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed it. Mm, thanks so much for having me it's been an awesome conversation yes it has i really hope you enjoyed it guys i definitely did please leave a five-star review and share it with your friends and your family it really helps to get this podcast out to more people i'm trying to grow it in new zealand now which is great i can see my numbers kind of going up in new zealand which gives me so much joy and and gratitude and i will speak to you all soon i'll be back next week with another episode but take care and wherever you are in the world i'm sending you so much love bye guys Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition 
and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.